What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, everybody. That puck was a cheeseburger. I bet you stop it. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Tommy, what's our topic today? It's a profile of the great Russ Tyler. Yes. I love Russ Tyler. Mostly because I feel like he's the greatest sports story of all time. But we'll get to that later. We gotta go to his roots, really. As a young child in South Central Los Angeles. He somehow falls in love with hockey. How does this happen? Gretzky? I mean... Ooh. Is that the only explanation? But I don't... I still don't know how that's... Well, maybe he, like was like a big Kings fan or something like that. When did Gretzky go to the Kings? That's It's right around that time, I feel like. It might have been actually 94, which is when it, like, this movie, well, documentary happened. So, yeah, it's right around that time. He could have grown up there. So he goes, he's playing street hockey, and the Junior Goodwill Games comes to town. And he attends these games by himself, and he heckles Team USA. What is the goal? Of Russ Tyler in these moments, I think maybe he's trying to motivate Team USA. He is. Um, it's obvious that he's never played like organized hockey in like a league, and so you know he definitely does like talk a lot of trash and you know trying to motivate his teammates that way. And, and this is what he's doing at USA. Maybe he like like sure he enjoys playing hockey or whatever, but he still doesn't think it's like a legit like sport. And so he goes like kind of like I mean obviously he does it to go and make fun of them and he, but he doesn't really take it seriously until he finally gets this like weird random shot out of nowhere to actually play hockey like seriously maybe not not until then he takes it seriously I don't know maybe I don't know it's okay. kind of weird so he's messing around playing street hockey and whatnot yeah but he still doesn't think it's like yeah a he legit it's like sport. A, he thinks it's like a bullshit sport like. Until he, he gets that shot, and then he's like, all right. And, and maybe he's, he thinks it's fun. He's like, oh, I'm going to go watch all these kids play hockey. It's going to be fun. And he sees how serious they are. And he's like, this isn't what hockey is about. Because one thing he says is, I'm sick and tired of USA being represented by a bunch of whiny babies. Yeah. And so he tells that they're not having fun. And that's not. And he sees Bombay with his slicked back hair like halfway through. So. And Tommy, you bring up a good point. But really, like a seminal moment. When Team USA, they just high-fived for all of you not watching the live stream. There is no live stream. Don't try to look it up. Uh, Tommy, you brought But there could you... be. <laughs> it's and in the works. should. A simulcast. That's true. That's what they call it. We could get it done. We'll talk to our producers that we have about it. Okay. Back on topic. You brought up the point where he goes and he yells at Team USA while they're stretching. For no reason. So he comes... Well, I guess there was a reason that he yelled at him. But he comes out... A, how does he know where Team USA is? And B, like, shouldn't there be more security there? Because he basically walks on the field before he gets kicked out. (laughs) We also... I mean, this is kind of the weird dichotomy about it. Like, it's, it's made to seem like it's this huge event. But there's not going to be major security at... 
um, for those teams. You know, it's made mm-hmm. to be like it's the Olympics, but it's not that it won't have that level of security. Yeah, so, he could have just like walked in like with a like a bag, so like, oh, I have to drop this off for someone, and someone just like waves him through. Yeah, it's like it, it's remarkably easy. And it also to, was a different time, as well. Oh yeah, was, yeah, pre nine eleven. I mean, sporting events. They're not right. really gonna be doing. Not gonna care. I'm here's like it's a kid. Who cares? All right, that's fair. And maybe they let fans in, like come to like watch practice and things like that. Maybe part of like the Junior Goodwill Games is like getting like the fans out there. So they announced that Team USA was like stretching at the football stadium. Maybe not like that, but maybe he happened to to happen by. <laughs> what is he doing there? Is my point. He's just wandering around the hockey arena by himself. With where's his friends? Where's his parents? Where's his brother James? Well, James is taking the street hockey game pretty seriously. I mean, oh, okay. He's pretty so he's... hardcore about it. <laughs> yeah. He runs that court. He never leaves, you know? Uh-huh. He's like he's like Duke and King and White Man Can't Jump, you know? Yeah, that's a nice poll there. That was a, we'll add it to our... Uh, that wasn't that, like, obscure, but we'll add it to our list of obscure references. Usually it's Tommy, though. Muppet, yeah. Muppet Treasure Island, 8th century <laughs> Germanic tribes, and now... White man can't jump. And not even, like, the main, main character. Yeah. Actually, they never even appeared in the movie. They were just, like, legends. There you go. So, back, back to Russ. We're, we're all over the place. Wait, maybe it's Duck and King. Is it Duck and King or Duke and King? We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. King and Duck? All right. Sorry. <laughs> we got to go back. We're out of control right now. You're probably saying duck because of the topic of this podcast. No, I don't think so. Although that would be a nice pull if it was duck. Yeah. Was... Maybe White Man Can't Jump is actually in the future, and duck is Russ Tyler. What? <laughs> That's his nickname because he runs the court. Well, we're talking about James here, first of all. What? It James. makes plenty of sense. Okay. All right. Also, Regroup. predates Mighty Ducks. Yeah, why don't you just listen to that first sentence I said that kind of... Maybe it's in the future. What? All right, all right. Kevin's mic this is turned just off. Terrible, <laughs> this is just terrible pod right now. We got to get back. Russ Tyler, Banks, hurt, Banks gets hurt, and Charlie's just like, I know this kid from the street. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this a lot, about the lack of preparation on i guess tibbles part yeah i mean have a backup plan tibbles bombay severely lacking depth for the team one injury and they have nowhere to go they have no reserves that they could even call in nothing to do there and that's their best player too it's (laughs) like your best player just got hurt now you only have like what seven players on the team two of them goalies but don't worry we know this kid (laughs) plays street hockey there's this kid who's never skated on ice before you're gonna love him Mm mm-hmm yeah, what was Tibble's reaction when, when, first of all, Charlie comes in and he brings in Russ Tyler to Bombay, and Bombay is just like, great. <laughs> I've never seen him play. Suit him up. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. a game in eight minutes. <laughs> does he? Does Tibbles have to uh, approve this roster move? Does like, any sort of governing body have to also <laughs> approve this roster move? That's a great point. Maybe they just gave him Adam Banks's jersey, yeah. hoping no one would notice. Well, he, I mean, he was wearing fifty six for, and it's a this a Tyler on the back. They they got a, they stitched that up pretty quickly. Oh yeah, they got a good equipment team over there. 
I mean, maybe someone was, I mean, obviously, like, bribes were, money was changing hands all through these games. That's true. And Hans, so, yeah, Hans, Hans definitely had something to do with it. Okay, so Hans sneaks them on the team. But when Charlie goes to Russ, that's got to be a weird conversation. Like, I know you just play street hockey in South Central Los Angeles with your brother, but we want you to join our team mid-tournament and play with us. Like, what is Russ's reaction to Charlie's offer to be on Team USA? I mean, he probably just looked at like, what? I think <laughs> Wait, do you not have any better options? <laughs> yeah. I think he's stoked. I don't think Russ is concerned about Team USA. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll go and win that gold medal. Well, yeah, I'm sure he doesn't have any qualms with going and playing on the team, but he's probably just like, what? Why? Huh? Well, there's a certain element that Russ kind of feels like he's as good or better than Team USA from the beginning, from his all his like heckling. And That's true. So yeah, maybe he's just like, all right, I'll show you what's up. It's unclear whether he had ever played ice hockey before. He had uh, been joined Team USA, or if he was just a roller hockey player. But nonetheless, he comes out. He's this. He's got a family. He talks about him in D three, but he's. This kid from South Central Los Angeles, not doing anything, not really playing organized hockey. I feel like his team would have some sort of issue, although it's the off season, so because we we got to figure this is in the summer, right? Wait, his street hockey team? Well, if he was playing on an organized team, oh, he you got to figure some sort of issue. But I guess it's the summer, so maybe not. But anyway, he seems like he's not like really an organized hockey at all, and then he comes. To the Junior Goodwill Games, and he he scores the goal that puts him into semifinals or maybe the final. I think it was the finals when he gets the cover on uh, USA Today of just him. Wow, that's celebrating. Uh, that is a success story. Yeah, and then he wins the gold medal with Team USA. He goes to Eden Hall Academy. So this poor kid is now at this prestigious Minnesota Academy, and it all happened within the span of like, well, I mean. Going to the academy is a little longer, but his rise to fame all happened within like three days. So that to me is like one of the greatest like rises, one of the greatest sports stories I've ever heard. Agree or disagree? I mean, I, I, you can't argue with that, but you could also make the argument that it was one of the greatest coaching decisions ever by Bombay. You mean by Charlie? Yeah, but. Bombay easily could have been like, Charlie, this is the dumbest idea you've ever had. Get this kid out of here. <laughs> that's probably what he should have done. Yeah, really. yeah. I mean, realistically. It's like, A, Charlie, our roster was finalized four months ago. <laughs> B, this kid's never played ice hockey. The governing body will never allow this. <laughs> and C, all he does is have this one weird-ass <laughs> shot that's going to work once this tournament. So you got us a player who can play one shift. Congrats. So maybe Bombay really lucked out by a terrible coaching decision and Russ just kind of rode that wave to superstardom. I don't know. I mean, in that realm, that's got to be considered superstardom, I suppose. I would say so. But is it a terrible coaching decision that worked out or did Bombay just have so much trust in Charlie? Was it a good move? I think it's blind trust, but yeah, I think both. I think he lucked out in this blind trust that he had in Charlie. And okay, and it pan and it panned out. 
So would you consider that a good move or a bad move that just panned out? I think it's a, a bad move that just happened to, you know, pay off for him. Yeah, it's like if you have um only a hundred dollars to your names, you go to the casino and put it on like play roulette and I'm gonna put it on like ten and ten happens hit. That was like that was really stupid. You should not have done that. But hey, it worked and so Which only adds to the story. That's a little this, the legend. Yeah, it's like one in a million chance. I don't think it was like a calculated gamble on Bombay's part. He kind of was desperate at that point because <laughs> the, the organizers, the USA organizers are fucking morons that they didn't have a better backup plan because there are probably about 1,500 better options than Russ <laughs> Tyler at the very least. Yeah, I got to place some, bomb, some blame on Bombay for that though because he could have said something to Tibbles like, why don't we have four or five more players or why don't we have a backup plan just in case you know somebody gets hurt which tends to happen I, I, can, I can imagine him saying that and tibbles is hey leave that to me you just worry about looking good and winning games <laughs> all right fair enough and tibbles is like when that happens tibbles is shitting his pants because like a he didn't bother to get like a reserve team and b banks is the best player so he's probably like buying a plane ticket to you know latvia or something trying to flee the country also did they have enough time to like vet russ tyler's i don't know what you would call it in this point resume like his birth certificate like was he eligible and like thank like, god you found a 13 year old yeah like i mean was was he even eligible to play in that must have been because there haven't been any stories about them being stripped of their medals That's yeah true. i would have not seen one have you no that would have been front page new york times so yeah and it's not like they're bringing this kid over from I mean, if you're talking about baseball from, like, the Dominican or something like that, where it's a little iffy on their age. Like, he's from South Central Los Angeles. They can go to yeah, his he's house obviously and get American, the birth certificate. Yeah. So, it's a little different there. Now, you mentioned his knuckle puck. And, I mean, how is it that this one kid is able to pull off this one like shot and no one really... else is able to do it? it? Well, in fairness, not very many pitchers throw a knuckleball. Yeah, it's really hard to throw it well. Yeah. So I imagine people try the knuckle puck, and it's just like, this is terrible. I can't do this. But Russ Tyler has got it down somehow. Obviously, it's a completely different kind of scenario, like comparing baseball pitcher to hockey knuckle pucker. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, there are very specialized skill sets, and I suppose that's now one of them. Or since then is now one of them. Has anybody replicated it since? I don't think everyone's able to get quite the movement that Russ Tyler gets on his knuckle puck or got. I don't know if he's still knuckle pucking 23, 21 years later. Do you think, you academy? think there's like a if, knuckle pucking academy? Is he smart enough to do that? Because if wow. he did, I think uh, it would have changed the game. A little pot shot at Russ Tyler there. Not smart enough? Well, listen, we're not seeing... Any knuckle puckers coming up the ranks? Maybe he started them at a very young age. So they're about to reach the level w- that we would recognize them. Yeah, maybe so about- maybe this is 21 years after the the game. So maybe he didn't start it until 10 years ago. So he started with like a bunch of eight-year-olds. So, like, so now they're like 18, and they're getting ready to revolutionize the sport. So he started. You got to figure. You got to figure. He goes through high school. Right. And maybe even college, and right. then starts the academy. Exactly. So you got okay. 
I was running. I was going. I was going the wrong way in in time. I was going. Well, no, they're going to be too old for that. And I was like, wait a minute. All right, just forget. Here's what we're going. We're just going to edit that out, and then we're just going to. We're not going to do that. <laughs> All right. So, Russ Tyler Knucklepuck Academy. So there there are players coming out because I, once everyone saw the documentary, everyone went out, including myself. And tried to knuckle puck. Were you able to knuckle puck? I was not able to knuckle puck. No. Could you was, even it, like... was it a lack of dedication or was it a lack of skill? Well, coaches severely frowned upon our knuckle puck practicing. They wanted us to, you know, work on normal stuff. Soft hands. Yeah. With exactly. Eggs. Did you <laughs> exactly. throw footballs around in practice instead? Picking up trash. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Clearing the front Roping. of Roping in front of cans. Yeah. Our coaches all. Skating through the mall. <laughs> yeah. More yeah. conventional stuff. Yeah, exactly. Big all that stuff. Of the all that the stuff. Mall. Yeah, but they were not accepting of the knuckle puck. So I'm excited for this new batch of knuckle it's puckers. It's a big wave. It's coming. Yeah. So how many years do we have until like really the knuckle pucks start showing up? I think it's showing so, up uh next season. Now wow, oh. bold prediction from Tommy. Next season we'll have a knuckle pucker in the NHL. Yes. And remember he's gotta say it's knuckle puck time. That's true. That's a very key. Maybe like, you weren't saying it's knuckle puck time properly. Oh, you got to warn everybody on the ice that it's mm-hmm. knuckle puck time. Because it's more of a psychological weapon. Well, and yeah, it's it's. I think it's a it's a combination. It's a psychological thing. It's a physiological thing. It's a it's a it's a wonder of physics. You know, it's the whole package. Okay. Well, this brings up an interesting point, though, because Russ, as we mentioned, was a knuckle puck specialist. Is a knuckles puck specialist good enough to make it to the NHL? Like, are teams willing to take a guy who can only knuckle puck? Well, but you also have to factor in that at this academy, he's factoring in, he's teaching kids swagger. It's all about having that swagger. <laughs> well, he had when there's... swagger like nobody on Team USA did. All right, let's, let's back up off the academy for a second. Like, what happens between Eden Hall and the academy? I think he gets a shot because it's so unique. He's not going to be a player who's signing like multi-year contracts. I think he's like a guy who gets called up in spot situations and things like that. Okay. So maybe he bounces around. And he plays in like Europe, like very obscure European leagues. He could be like the most popular player in Europe. I could see that. I could see that. So he goes to Eden Hall and then does he just go into professional hockey does the team sign him right away or does he go to college or does he get drafted i don't know i think maybe he goes to college and and maybe he he leaves early trying to try out for the nhl and then he real then he goes right to europe and realizes this is where i should be he's like playing in like the the third tier latvian no i think he's league. i think he's in one of the the higher up leagues because he's a fan favorite obviously he's a marketing tool Okay. Is does he get better at hockey or is he still just one trick pony? I don't think he he wants to get better at hockey. He wants to get better at knuckle pucking. <laughs> it's a lot of dedication he A lot of yeah, I mean he gets I have a lot better at trash talking. You know. He's already he learned his other talking. languages. Oh, that's but, true. Okay. Maybe that's the real reason he wanted to go to Europe. He perfected his trash talking game in the United States and so he wanted to go to Germany or something or Czech Republic. He reached his, for a, his, for a challenge. Tra- his American trash talk ceiling. <laughs> okay. So he wanted to go 
and trash talk in a second language just for the challenge of it. Exactly. Okay. So, going back to the knuckle puck for a second, we left it briefly, so don't I don't want any lip. Okay. So, how much practice did he have just knuckle pucking, and would it have been better served to just work on his game, and would he be like a star right now if he did? Um, I don't know, because you gotta imagine, like he would just go to the court or whatever and just throw down 50 pucks and just knuckle puck into that garbage can all day. It's just like a kid might go and practice free throws all day or three-pointers instead of, you know, practicing dribbling with his left hand or something. So. I just think if he practiced that much and knuckle puck requires a whole lot of practice because if it didn't, everyone would be knuckle See, I don't know, but you could also make the argument that it, that was just like something that he was born with. That, That's true. Oh, it's like just like he gift? just knew how to. You know, like there was always that kid that was just better at something than everybody else. Not for a not because he worked harder than anybody. It's just he was just better than he was a better shooter. He was better, you know, whatever it was, whatever sport it is. You know, they're just kids that are more skilled at it than just. You can't really explain it. So how does his knuckle puck academy work then? If it's just a god game, oh, well, he develops point. it over time, and maybe it's maybe maybe he can't teach it, but he does a really good job of selling. <laughs> yeah, the idea he, that maybe he, he has can. some of those like uh, those tapes. He like he sells like yeah, like Russ Tyler's. McGriff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Uh, Tom and Mansky's baseball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, this works. It really works. Okay, so Russ Tyler is. F- is scouting the nation or scouting really the world to find people with the knuckle puck gift? I think they they go to Russ Tyler. They, people want to learn the knuckle puck. He he really doesn't have to. It's like an infomercial. Like people come to him. Yeah. So does he take everyone in the academy and just take their money? Is he a con artist, or does he weed them out and find people with the knuckle puck gift? Yes. Yeah, he finds them with the gene. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. He probably has like an A team and a B team. B team, he's there to take your money. A team, he's there to teach him the knuckle puck. I see. This is all interesting. Now, we spoke a little of James. Is James jealous about this? Really, from his ascension, James is there. He's watching it. Is he happy about Russ making the team, going on, starting this knuckle puck academy? Or is there a point in there where it turns from like positivity and rooting for him to jealousy or even like a moral obligation when he sees that russ is duping some kids how old do we think james is seems like he might be 17 i'd say older 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 i would say like 15 really no 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 i'd say like 19 like like way beyond like playing in high school days okay all right i guess i could see yeah i could see 19 so what is what is James's feelings? Maybe James is like plays hockey at a community college or something like that, and he's just home for the summer, you know, playing with his brother, his friends. You want to say something, guy? You're thinking about it. I, I don't know. I no. I I think. I mean, I, I don't think he ever. Uh, I don't think he ever. I, he seems like a very proud brother. Well, mm-hmm. it seems yeah. like James is obviously the best player on the on the court. It's not ice. Well, he's also. At, in that scenario, he's five years older than everybody else, too. That's true. Well, we don't know how old 
his team is though. They might well, be his friends. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Russ really plays with that. the. Maybe Russ, you know, always kind of played with his brother's friends because he always wanted to do everything that his older brother did. And also, like, if you know, parents go to work, hey, take your older, your younger brother with you to go play hockey. Also, for argument's sake, pretty much all we see them is moving on a. They don't really actually do anything. What? Wow. Like we don't see them actually doing anything hockey wise. They're kind of just like moving. They play against moving. the Ducks. Well, yeah. I know they do, but all we really see are James and Russ. Oh, you you see some of the other kids playing. Yeah, there's another kid. There's I, like, he's... there's like the Mexican kid that he says something. I don't remember what it is. Like, oh, he says to he's uh, like, Mendoza, "Hit the brakes, baby." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he helps him up. Yeah, exactly. So they can but play. But you still don't see them playing hockey. There, there is a huge montage. They're on the. Okay, okay. all right. They're you on the blacktop. You're saying they're using doubles? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying they don't actually do anything. There's no. lots of goals scored. Yeah, but you don't. But you can't tell how skilled they are. They're shooting on an empty fucking trash can. Okay. No, What's Goldberg your point? was. They're still playing. Yeah, but we're get we're going nowhere here. What is I'm your just point? Saying, I'm that, just saying that we they have no idea good? how good they actually are. Oh, okay. But they all could be 19 years old and, you know, older than all these other kids and just beating the shit out of these 14-year-olds. Yeah. And, I mean, if Russ is playing with them, that's good for Russ. That shows but he's yeah. got some good talent. Well, or he's the little brother that just has the benefit of playing with these older kids, which What's, is why he's a better player. Well, I think it's obvious, though, like, that Team USA, like, 13-year-old Team USA is probably, like, a pretty good team that could compete with some like eight or obviously they competed with the varsity in D three, so with the nineteen year old kids in South Central Los Angeles playing street hockey. Yeah, they yeah. could definitely. I uh, like a a thirteen year old select team. Yeah. Like get a thirteen year old select basketball team. Like the best players in the nation. Playing against a bunch of nineteen year olds. Okay, but that'd be like playing against like nineteen year old Canadians in that scenario. 19-year-old Canadians, the three of us could go in circles. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, these are South Central hockey street hockey players. Like, that's not even really, like, a thing. So there's only, like, seven of them in the entire yeah, city. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm arguing. That's a good point. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, okay, I see your So point. being able to hang... Okay, maybe this is an indictment against the Ducks. Yeah, so they, <laughs> they did not play well against them. Yeah, that's what... We just dismantled the entire mystique of the Ducks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Ducks were not... Up to the challenge in South Central, but maybe you know, maybe Street Hockey's a little different it's a game. Scrappiness. Yeah, Street Hockey's a little different game. They were they weren't didn't expect to be there. Also, so. sorry Canada for disrespecting your basketball skills, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> they have they're picking it up. They are Wiggins. Yeah, Pangos. They had Steve Nash for a while there. Steve Nash. Uh, there was another one. Uh, who cares? All right. Yeah, it's a shame you only need three players to field a team. Right? <laughs> well, you did argue that the three of us could take on the entire country of Canada. Yeah, and they'd let us do it. I think That's it was true. Anthony Bennett you're thinking of. But yes, that is. Thank you. Yeah. So, Russ Tyler, he mentions his dad in D3 and how his dad is going to whoop him if he doesn't stay on scholarship. How does his family take this kind of miracle run through the Goodwill Games and into Eden Hall Academy. I mean, I figure they're pumped about Eden Hall, like the scholarship and everything. 
Do you, do you think, going back just a little bit, do you think in D2 when Russ, like, gets the invite for Team USA, he just kind of, like, shows up one day at home? is like, oh, hey, Russ, you know, how was how was your day? Oh, I'm playing for the uh, Junior Olympic team. Uh, game's at 7 tomorrow. Can you make it? And just like, what what, what the hell? <laughs> how did this happen? Yeah. I feel that. That's a good point. There would be a lot of questions asked. Yeah, it's like, you just followed some random Minnesotans, and now you're going to go play some hockey? But, I don't or there would be a lot of, what is hockey? questions <laughs> well you figure they're they gotta have some interest in their children playing street hockey and stuff because i mean they're, they're breaking windows every other day somebody's got to pay for that yeah it is also another the whole breaking window thing they like break that guy's windshield with the hockey puck he's he, very cool about he's it. just like whatever <laughs> throws it back <laughs> oh, over kids yeah. yeah that is an excellent point so the, obviously they do it a lot they're out there a lot. And also, why doesn't that guy park his car somewhere different if, if it happens all the time? Like, come on, bro. Park yeah. your car down the street. Well, may, then again, maybe he is just a super cool dude. And he that was the first time it's ever happened. We don't know. We don't know. I think his family is very supportive. I think James, we talk, he's like definitely supportive. I'm not sure if he's super jealous or anything. It depends on how old he is. If he's 15, yeah, he might be jealous. But if he's 19, you know, older, he's going to be supportive. And, you know, he's going to want to, you know, maybe he pushes him real hard. And so this is kind of like, he knows that he couldn't really make it. But now Russ is making it. And so, like, he feels successful because of it. He's like... All right, this is this is gonna be not obscure, but oh god, he's like Busta Rhymes in Finding Forrester. You know, the older brother that didn't quite make it, but is really supportive of his younger brother, and he works at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Do you think James works? Uh, I don't know, Dodger Stadium or something like that. Sure. <laughs> All right. I feel like you guys gave out a reference that like nine people will get, but Finding Forrester. All right. Show the man now, dog. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's enough. We mentioned Russ Tyler went to Europe. He played. <laughs> Kevin's struggling. He played in Europe. Now he started this Knuckle Puck Academy. Is he still there? Is this is have we caught up to Russ in real time now, or is there other things beyond the Knuckle Puck Academy we need to talk about? I think he's got a Knuckle Puck Academy. I think he might be a little bit of an entrepreneur. Maybe he takes some risks and loses some money, but I think he he's um he's still around. He's got the academy and but he's also got other ventures. He's a hustler. I mean, he's a fast talker. He's a charmer even though it's not like I mean, he's kind of an asshole. But I mean, most of the time those kids like figure out like how to charm people, you know what I mean? Like you they may annoy the piss out of everybody, but Eventually, people end up, ah, oh, he's a lovable kid, you know, or character. So, yeah, I think he's a mildly successful at whatever he does. I maybe he, he like, own, like he, big, he gets, like, the knuckle pucks, and then maybe he, like, buys a bunch of, like, pizza huts or something like that. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is, like, a solid, like, you have yeah. something to invest in. Or he could, like, maybe he, like, invents, like, like a special puck. Like, you know, there was always, like, special, like, whistling footballs and shit mm-hmm. like that. Maybe he comes up with something like that, like a whistling hockey puck or something that is somewhat successful, and he's able to live off of that. All right. Let's see that. Russ Tyler just really brought himself out of South Central and made something of himself. Proud of Russ. 
Does he, uh, does he have a family? Does he settle down? Do you think he's single for life? Where do you think I'm going to go with this? I don't know. I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think he ever settles down. Yeah. Because he, he's a world traveler. He's a hustler. He doesn't have time for that shit. How many illegitimate children does he have? At least seven. <laughs> How many of them are all in Europe? In, on every continent. Oh, Ooh. he hit them all. Like, was yeah. this a was this a pers- purposeful thing? Yeah, he even took a girl with him to Antarctica to get it done. Wow, left her there. <laughs> <laughs> left her there. So he has one on every continent. She's probably dead now. Well, does that count? Does it that was still worth count? the risk. So does the baby she had in Antarctica? What does it have to be conceived there, or is it is it birth there? Both. Both. <laughs> So, so this woman had to... So maybe they conceived it and then they flew back. Or maybe it was just like a researcher that he met. Yeah. I like Because he's famous, so he probably goes... He visited the research Maybe he base. tries to go and figure out if the knuckle puck works better in colder climates. Oh, he's doing studying for yeah, his exactly. academy. And so he goes to Antarctica because there's a lot of hockey that's played there. Yeah. In the in the cold, not in the Why isn't there more hockey played in Antarctica? Because like no one lives there. in Antarctica. Well, why don't more hockey players live in Antarctica? Because it's easy. <laughs> That's a dumb question. Is it? Yes. Very dumb. It's pretty stupid. That's how we're going to end it. You know where to go. If you want to yell at Kevin like I do, go to thequacktech.com. Contact he us. He never yells at me. Email. He's a sweetheart. Email us. Tell us how much you hate Kevin's impression of Finding Forrester. Call the man our dog. No. All right, or on Twitter at QuackTechPod, or iTunes. Give us five stars to despite Kevin, and uh, in your review, just tell us everything you love about uh, Russ Tyler. I almost said Keenan Thompson there. Uh, Russ Tyler, almost made it the entire episode. <laughs> I call myself that. That still counts. And remember, just tell your friends. Tell your friends about this great new podcast you have about Finding Forrester, and. <laughs> Uh, remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. <laughs>